A vegan superhero is a new breed of athlete. Stronger, healthier, and driven by purpose. Vegan superheroes wage war against society's status quo and win. Vegan superheroes battle the forces of evil that profit from the suffering of others. Vegan superheroes take a stand for what they believe in and prove the haters wrong. If you ask the meatheads and clueless fitness gurus, they'll tell you that what we're doing is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. Vegan superheroes inspire change, spread compassion, challenge the status quo, and fuel the revolution. Our mission is to help you become a vegan superhero. Welcome to the Vegan Gym Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everyone? My name is Leigh Farneson, and I am joined by Coach Laura. So welcome to the Vegan Gym Podcast. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Yes, it's good to have you as always. So Coach Laura is one of our amazing coaches for the Vegan Superhero Academy, and we all get to hang out and work with amazing clients. So it's uh, super fun to be able to sit down and record these episodes with you. But we have an incredibly amazing topic. It was something that we were talking about earlier today, and it really resonated with both of us. So we decided to sit down and record this episode. And it is is all about more not being better. So more does not necessarily equal better. And it's really important that you understand this idea to get the most out of your training and nutrition without getting frustrated. So you want to talk a little bit about kind of your background in working with athletes and your experiences in seeing them kind of like overtrain and and kind of undernourish their body and stuff like that? Absolutely. So I've been working in sports performance for over 20 years now, a little bit over 20 years. So a long time working with athletes and performance. And most of the time what I what I notice is they're not eating the amount of food they need to perform well and for their bodies to recover where that's really where all the magic happens is in recovery. So when even now when clients are coming, I'll notice that they're just like, they want more. They want more days of training. They want two a days. They want running on top of lifting and they're expecting more exercise, but then you have to feed them more. And so they're not necessarily expecting the amount of food you're going to give them, but they are expecting this really hard training regimen. And so... So they're basically trying to get results faster. It's like, how can I get results faster? I'll train more. I'll do all this. I'll eat less. Like, what do I have to do? Yeah. So that's really what they're coming to the extreme. Yeah. And that's really admirable. Like lots of respect to people who are willing to put in the work, do whatever it takes. That is absolutely awesome. But that's not necessarily a recipe for long-term success, especially sustainable success. So those are kind of some of the clients that we work with when they first come in and they're overtraining. Honestly, most people in the world need to be doing more of that, need to be eating more of the right foods, training more and actually getting exercise. But since you're listening to this podcast, there's a chance that you're in the same category as some of the clients that we work with. You're really into Uh, nutrition and fitness, and you want to be seeing progress, but you might be doing too much in terms of undernourishing your body or overtraining to the point where you're actually doing something that's detrimental to both your progress and your long-term health. And I'd say some, a lot of those clients that come in, they're already dealing with injury. They're already not sleeping well. They're already stressed out with life and they're trying to be an athlete at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So we call this, Laura and I were kind of talking about this topic and we we're trying to figure out like, hey, what's the central kind of concept here? And we came up with this idea that we are calling the downward spiral of more. And it's basically 
what we see lots of people go through in their fitness journey where they are, they start with kind of some extreme diet and training. Like they're trying to put in more effort because they think it's always going to yield more results, which is not necessarily true. And then their body starts getting stressed out. Their cortisol increases, which blunts fat loss. And then their progress starts slowing. And that's usually technically called metabolic adaptation, but their progress starts slowing and then they get frustrated. So they start cutting calories and training harder and then their body gets more and more stressed and then you get more and more frustrated and burnt out through that process. So it's just kind of this downward downward spiral of putting in more effort and just getting out more frustration and more stress from that whole process. And that's the same thing for anybody who's trying to build strength and muscle as well. I mean, you're going to, your performance is going to go down. If you're not recovering, you're not going to build muscle either. So. Yeah, it's true. So I was talking about cutting calories, which implies that we're talking about fat loss, but it happens on for everybody who is chasing some kind of fitness goal. If you're putting in too much, it usually for people who are building muscle, it comes down to putting in, well, it's kind of the same thing. It's too much training. And then they're doing so much training that they're actually kind of putting themselves into a caloric deficit, which makes it much more difficult to build muscle at a, an adequate rate. And then they get frustrated and burnt out. So they start training more, which kind of puts them more into a caloric deficit. And yeah, so you can have that downward spiral, uh, regardless of your fitness goals. And it's really crucial that you do your best to avoid becoming overtrained or undernourished. Basically, people get stuck in a rut when they break down their body faster than it can repair itself. So Laura was talking about recovery earlier. It's so incredibly important that you get enough sleep and you get enough recovery, but recovery just isn't about sleep. It's also about being intelligent with your training and making sure that you're not breaking your body down so much that there's no possible way your body can recover before your next training session. So that's when kind of the process of building muscle goes kind of like this. When you exert some kind of mechanical tension on your muscles during a resistance workout, then you develop what's known as microscopic tears or micro tears in your muscles, which is actually a good thing. You want to cause those micro tears in your muscle because when you break down your muscle, when you kind of create those micro tears in your muscle, your body actually rebuilds those micro tears and rebuilds your muscle to be stronger than before and also bigger than before. So that's how kind of the muscle growth process works. It's a constant uh, process of breaking down muscles and then rebuilding them through proper nutrition, uh, proper recovery, and then also being intelligent with your nutrition. So you're not doing too much, but you are doing enough to stimulate muscle protein synthesis, which is the process of building muscle. Now that's uh, most relevant to people who are trying to build muscle mass, but also for people who are just trying to focus on fat loss, because generally speaking, pretty much everyone is going to feel better with an increase in lean muscle mass, regardless of what your goals are. But even if you're just 100% focused on fat loss, you want to be sure that you're preserving lean muscle mass while you are shredding body fat. So if you don't do your nutrition and training properly, then you can be breaking down muscle as well as body fat and end up at a lower body weight and basically look in the mirror and be like, Hey, I kind of feel the same because you have the same body fat composition or the same body composition. Uh, you're just at a lower body weight. So this is important regardless of what your exact fitness goals are. And that's why it's so incredibly important to properly nourish and train your body. 
So how can you avoid the downward spiral of more? So it really comes down to being intelligent and reasonable with both your nutrition and training. And obviously recovery is a pro is part of that process, but specifically kind of the two variables that we're looking at here are nutrition and training. So for example, I said, be reasonable. And when it comes to nutrition, reasonable, uh, if you're focusing on fat loss, reasonable would be about a 10 to 20% caloric deficit. That's pretty reasonable. You can go as high as 30% if you have a little bit more body fat. Generally, we advise that for women who are over 35% body fat or guys who are over 30% body fat. But, um, but yeah, generally you want to be somewhere around maybe 15, 20%, maybe 25, potentially even 30%. And you don't really want to go beyond 30%. So you need to understand kind of what your, your metabolic needs are, like how many calories you're burning every single day. You also need to be tracking your nutrition in some way to know how many calories you're giving your body. And if you don't understand nutrition, if you don't understand how to track calories or how to figure out how many calories your body burns every single day, or you don't understand um, your protein intake needs or anything like that, then you either need to educate yourself a little bit. Uh, it won't take that much time. Just find reputable sources. This podcast is one of them and just educate yourself on kind of the basics of nutrition or work with somebody who does know a dietitian, nutritionist, um, a coach, uh, some personal trainers, know general information about nutrition. So work with somebody who actually knows what they're talking about. Wisdom is critical to success. Yeah. Wisdom in anything that we do. Yeah. You have is. to have wisdom behind it. Especially the long-term sustainable success. That's absolutely crucial. So it's really important that you learn the basics of nutrition at some point. You don't necessarily need to learn the basics to get started if you're if you're working with somebody who does know, but you should learn those over time. So that information helps you to create a sustainable nutrition and training approach. So um, Laura and I were kind of talking about this earlier and we I kind of made a joke about most people know the difference between the three kind of main grades of gasoline, but they don't really <laughs> understand anything about nutrition. So they understand like, what should I be putting in my car? But then they don't have any idea of what they should be putting in their body or what their body should have. And your body is incredibly complex and it, it deserves so much more time, attention, efforts, and, um, and, and proper nutrition than, than something like a car would. So you really, uh, so that's kind of the general stuff about nutrition that I think is really important. So just be reasonable, be intelligent, learn what you can. And if you need some extra help, then uh, don't be afraid to ask for help. So that's all the stuff about nutrition. The second part is being intelligent and reasonable about your training. So as a general rule of thumb, I would say you don't really need to be training more than five hours a week to see phenomenal results. But you do need to be following an intelligent training program. You need to be following something that's properly structured and in alignment with your goals. So just going to the gym and doing random stuff isn't going to work. Downloading your favorite Instagram influencer $7 booty building ebook, <laughs> that's not the right approach. Like you need to put in a little bit more effort than that and don't just kind of fall for like marketing gimmicks and stuff like that. 
Um, so getting a coach who knows exactly what they're doing is always going to be the best approach, but you can also do it yourself if you follow science and there are actually some really high quality training programs out there. So for example, um, I've mentioned both of them before in the podcast, but Jeff Nippard and Jeff Cavalier from athlete X, two phenomenal resources. If you're just looking for a workout program, both of them have programs for both men and women. And also strong lifts five by five. Uh, you can just look up strong lifts and that's a pretty simple and effective workout. And it's basically just uh, built around the heavy compound movements that we've talked about many, many times on the podcast. And you all know that we love. So these programs are backed by science. Don't follow some Instagram influencer who tells you, hey, do this or do that or download this uh, $5 ebook or whatever. So that stuff is important, figuring out what your training program should be. And usually something that is tailored to you by a professional who actually knows what they're talking about is 99 out of 100 times going to be the best approach. So you can consider that as well if that's um, something you're interested in. So another thing regarding training is is understanding that you don't need to be doing tons and tons of cardio. You're going to notice if you look at any of those programs that I just mentioned and recommended that none of those programs revolve around cardio. They all revolve around resistance training. And there is a serious reason for that. Cardio often contributes the most to overtraining, and it really doesn't give you the same benefits that resistance training does in terms of body composition changes. Yes, cardio can be beneficial. It's actually very uh, helpful to do some form of cardio for your health because cardio is really just short for cardiovascular uh, training and cardiovascular training is really good for your cardiovascular system. So that's definitely something you want to be doing for optimal health, but it's not uh, it doesn't have to be the central focus when it comes to accomplishing your fitness goals. I'm, I'm sitting over here going, thank goodness, because if you guys know me at all, you know, I just love lifting weights, <laughs> love yeah. lifting weights. I do some cardio, but most of my training is weight training. Yeah. And so you don't need to do cardio. To yeah, it's more effective. Stuff. I personally think it's more fun. I used to be a cardio junkie. Like I would just run all the time. And that's when I did cross country in high school. And and I was pretty good at it. I enjoyed it. But when I really started to go to the gym on a regular basis, started realizing that I can build muscle and strength, that increase in confidence, like all of those things that I experienced in the gym just were really incredible. And like, that's become kind of the main bedrock of like my training foundation. Uh, not so much right now, cause I'm trying to train for a, an Ironman and, and weight training doesn't exactly help so much with that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, cardio is usually a thing that contributes the most to overtraining. So that's another reason that you don't need to be focusing, uh, so much on cardio. You bring up a good thing though. Like when you're talking about doing a triathlon and training for a sporting event, doesn't mean that you're not going to necessarily train more. Obviously, you should be following some kind of standard, right? You're trying to be smart with your training, a coaching plan of some sort. You just have to feel yourself appropriately for the amount of training you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And you were talking about one of uh, your clients earlier, Benta, and she just absolutely loves training, loves being active. And you said, okay, well, we can 
increase your activity, but we're also going to have to feed you more. Like we're not going to, and you have to be intelligent about how much you're increasing activity. So Laura has been coaching over 20 years. She knows what she's doing so she can prescribe that to, to a client, but yeah, you can be training more, whether you're doing that just because you love being active or because you're trying to train for some kind of athletic event, like an Ironman, like I was talking about, but yeah, that's, um, it needs to be done in combination with proper nutrition. So you can't just increase the amount of activity you're doing without, uh, changing your nutrition plan in some way. So it's really important that you kind of put all of these pieces together. So in summary, we really just want you to avoid the downward spiral of, of more by fueling your body instead of depriving it and also training enough to get results, but not so much that your body falls behind in that whole repair process and recovery process. So that's the main takeaway for this episode. Hope you found some value in it. Do you have anything else you want to leave the audience with? No, recovery is the magic. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Proper recovery, make sure that you have your nutrition and training dialed in and more is not always better. All right, so that's gonna be a wrap for this episode. If you found value in this episode, please take a minute right now to tell one other person about this podcast. We're on a mission to help 1 million vegans get into the best shape of their lives because we firmly believe that the more healthy fit vegans there are in the world, the faster veganism will spread. So please help the animals, the planet, and other people by sharing this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, keep challenging the freaking status quo. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode. To take the next step in your vegan fitness journey and get access to all our best content for free, check out theveganjim.com. We'll teach you everything you need to know to torch body fat, break through plateaus, build lean vegan muscle, and supercharge your health. Get started right now at theveganjim.com. Until next time, peace, love, and gains.